to a brand new episode of Shellheads, a TMNT podcast. I am half of your host team, Sergio. The other half of your host team, Jeff, is on the line with us. How's it going, Jeff? It's going, Sergio. You know, you know what today is? Well, it's not Hanukkah. No, no, no. Turtle Kwanzaa? It's our 50th episode, Jeff. Oh, man! Yeah. That's almost as good as Turtle Kwanzaa. Okay. Yeah, we'll go with that. Why not? <laughs> it's our we made it to 50. Wow. Congratulations. How does uh, it feel? Uh, it feels it feels pretty good. I I see you're over the moon. Fantastic. Uh <laughs> <laughs> it, it took us less than 2 years, which is that that's not bad. That that means we've been putting these out at a pretty pretty good clip pretty proficient yeah yeah uh so, so i guess we'll, we'll we we do have a main topic like we always do uh, but bef- before we do let's kick it over to news while you give us our news story i'll find the person responsible for getting us our, our news uh music what's what's your news story jeff well sergio we've got some more uh figure news from NECA. One of our listeners uh, gave us a heads up. Yeah, yeah. I, I literally woke up to the notification on my phone that uh, one, uh, what's his name? Russell Moran on, on uh, Instagram was like, check it out, check it out. And he, and he sent us an image of the, the, the new, newly announced NECA four, I think it's a four pack of the turtles wearing human masks. Oh, it's so creepy. It, it is, it is. But I, I, I do like that, that NECA is not taking this line very seriously. Right. Uh, th- because th- they've already announced that, uh, th- th- what is it, the, uh, the Bebop and Rocksteady wearing bunny costumes are coming out. Yeah. You know, the turtles wearing human disguises. Like, they clearly have a sense of humor about this stuff. Yeah. So yeah. that's cool. Yeah, I'm kind of hoping that, you know, the heads are interchangeable or they just like attach the faces. I'm, I'm assuming that the heads are interchangeable and well, we can get turtles and trench coats. Oh, okay. So like they come with an extra head, extra head yeah. or, or, or like the masks are removable. That would be cool too. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I guess my concern would be is are with the trench coats would have to be removable. Otherwise, all four figures would look the same, right? Yeah. Yeah. And 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 I th- I'm pretty sure it's 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 not been confirmed confirmed, but we've already seen like a barcode for the for, for this specific set. Mm-hmm. And it's set for 100 bucks, which means it's a four pack. Yeah. Whew. So it's also probably going to be a Target exclusive, which means no one will ever get their actual hands on it. But hey, it's cool that it exists. It's sad, you know, because you know. there's a lot of people out there that, that want this stuff, and some people don't even have a target in their state or even anywhere near them. That's true. That's true. Um, but big ups to uh, – let's see. What was it, what was his Instagram, Instagram handle, handle name? Russ the Fuss, 1993. <laughs> Russ of the Fuss, 1993. Yeah. Thank you, Russell. Russell. Yeah, Russ of the Fuss. Sorry. Um, Thank you, Russell, for pointing that out. Uh, I'm sure we would have gotten to it, but you beat us to it. So congratulations. Yeah. And our our new news jingle music uh, 
like is the brainchild of one Ken Partridge Jr. on Twitter. Uh, he he pointed out, hey, why don't you use the Channel Six music? Uh, and that's exactly what we're gonna do. Nice. So thanks, Ken. Much appreciated. That does it for news. Real quick well, news. I, I I I like it. Well, I do have a sad piece of news. Uh, oh, oh no. To report. Um. Actor Kirby Morrow, um, who was the voice of Michelangelo on the uh, next Mutation uh, series, suddenly passed away um, recently. Um, While well, some of you out there may not know his name, you might know some of the work that he did other than Next Mutation. Um, he was the voice of Goku on the Ocean Dub uh, version of Dragon Ball Z. He did Troa on Gundam Wing, uh, Moroku on Inuyasha, and Cyclops on X-Men Evolution. Oh, wow. So, so, he, so he did a lot of voice work, is what you're saying. He did, yeah, did a, did a good bit of voice work. A really cool guy. Um, our, our deepest condolences and sympathies go out to his family and his fans, and uh, thank you for being a part of uh, some wacky turtle history. Yes. I, I completely agree. Uh, I, I'm sorry to hear that he's 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 passed away, but uh, it it is great to know that he worked on Next Mutation, even yeah. though Next Mutation is what Next Mutation is. Like he 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 his his circle collided with ours just just ever so slightly. Yeah, you can get Next Mutation on DVD. I think in two individuals or complete. So um, it is out there if you would like to own it. Yeah. Hmm. Well. I, I guess that actually does it for news. Yeah. Uh, which means, hey, it, our, our 50th episode, uh, we, you know, we, we've spent the last 50 episodes talking about comics and TV shows and movies. We've spent we've spent a lot of time talking about Mirage and the the the, the three the three phase uh, approach that we've had. We we've talked about uh, the the Fred Wolf uh, cartoon. Uh, a bunch, and we've gone into 2K3 and Nickel- the, the the Nickelodeon cartoon. We even uh, watched every single episode of the Next Mutation. We 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 covered Batman and TMNT. We've what what else have we talked about? IDW. We did a bunch of IDW stuff. Some video games. Some video games. I mean, we we've we've covered all kinds of stuff on shellheads and and we've had uh some we, we've had listeners who have followed us through all this and we appreciate every single one of you and, and thank you for taking this this tubular journey with I, I can't even say that kind of stuff out loud but we thank you for taking this journey with us as way well you shouldn't i would say bodacious journey bodacious tubular uh awesome ostentatious oh, oh. <laughs> Chevy Nova. <laughs> um, I, I say all of that to, to say this this 50th episode is special, and it's it's for you guys. And you you might hate it. I don't care. Today we're talking about coming out of their shells. No. Yes. No, I'm not doing that. Dude, no. Like, I I have things to say. It has been a wonderful. 50 episodes this is the shortest shellheads ever uh <laughs> thank you everybody this will be our very last episode ever no it won't no it won't i made you watch these things you're gonna talk about them 
don't wanna. So so so, for those of you that don't know, uh, <laughs> for those of you who weren't around in the early '90s. Uh, the, the Ninja Turtles, of course, were the biggest thing on the planet. They were bigger than Mickey Mouse. They were bigger than Disney. Like, every single kid loved the Ninja Turtles. And bought copious amounts of pizza. Copious. And around that time, I was like nine. So I was straight up target audience. You know, everything is trying to be sold to me specifically. One of the things that ended up in like I think I think I actually got it for Christmas one year uh, in, in my my stocking was a VHS tape of the Ninja Turtles and it wasn't one of the movies I'd already seen all the movies or I already owned the movies whenever they came out it was the coming out of their shells concert tour VHS which was basically the equivalent of a bunch of coal because you were a very naughty child. <laughs> Jeff, <laughs> it, it's not it. We'll get to it. We'll get to opinions here in a minute. OK, but I was reflecting on your childhood. Hey, my childhood was fantastic. And as was mine, except for that one moment. <laughs> no, no, no. Like I was stoked. You know, I was an eight year old kid, nine year old kid. However, however old I was when this came out, like eight and a half, something like that. I was stoked. You know, I liked music. I liked the turtles. I liked the idea of being, you know, the guy that just screams cowabunga here and there. It was exactly what my age group needed at that moment. Now, was it a was it a well-produced piece of art? Probably not. That's I'm going to say definitely not. <laughs> but it it holds a, a place in my heart that a lot of Ninja Turtle stuff does not. You know, just because it's so weird and it only exists on VHS in the 90s in a way that things in the mid-90s or in the 90s existed. You know, like, like had this not been filmed and released to VHS, this could have been lost to time. I wouldn't know it. I, I, I wouldn't know anything about it. Uh, I wouldn't have heard the songs. I wouldn't know half the songs that like the production that went into it was creating it and mass distrib distributing it, which they did very successfully. Not only was this produced for VHS, but it also came out. Uh, they also released a VHS that was the making of coming out of their shells tour, which we're going to talk about later. And it was so successful. They did a subsequent tour of, uh, Six Flags, named Getting Down in Your Town, which is basically a sequel to Coming Out of Their Shells. Which, again, we'll talk about, about that as well. Uh, we, me and me and Jeff, your shellheads, watched all three of these uh, wonderful pieces of faux cinema, and that is our topic today. Despite, you know, how bad Jeff does not want to talk about it. Yeah. So with that said, hey Jeff. What's your opinion <laughs> on coming out of their shells? The concert tour. I have never watched any of this. Y you're joking. No, I'm not. Prior to like today or yesterday, you had not seen coming out of their shells? Not in its entirety. Oh, my God. The only thing I had was the cassette tape and 
I think I've still got this somewhere. Um, now this was this was of course sponsored by Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut. Yep, that's correct. Of course. Um, you know, the turtle switch from Domino's to Pizza Hut. Uh, I'm not sure how that worked, but maybe Pizza Hut just gave them more money. Um, yes. And they. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Uh, and so you couldn't get away from the marketing. But nothing about it as a kid, I was like, I really just wasn't interested. I don't remember seeing the VHS tape. Um, the only thing I, I I'm pretty sure I still have this somewhere. It's the Pizza Hut presents the coming out of their shells tour official tour guide, and it's a it's a pretty cool looking you know art on the front. It's got shells all like all around the border, like four shells around the border, and then you got Michelangelo coming out of the sewer with a guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've got it somewhere. I just don't know where um, it is, but that's all that I've got. And this is probably one of the trippiest things I've ever seen. Isn't it? Yeah, like, like somebody was on all the drugs. I don't like, I don't know about that. Like maybe some cocaine. I feel like someone came up with this idea and then, you know, paid surge marketing or surge licensing or whatever that company is a bunch of money and said, we we can make money on this. We just need your permission. They got it. And then they just hired a bunch of, uh, off Broadway, like drama kids who needed work really, really bad. Because people that did the voices or the ones that were like in the suits, everything, like all of it, the writing, the choreography, the people in the suits, uh, the, 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 now the voiceover, that was just voiceover people, but I feel like the entire theater production was just a bunch of theater kids who needed work because they were, they were into it, man. So into it, despite it being a complete mess. Like it's, it's not a good production by, by any means. There is some charm to it. Like, Kind of like when you watch old episodes of Full House, how they're pretty bad, but there's a charm to it. And mullets. Yeah, yeah, there's mullets all in the crowd. You know, seeing all the kids in the crowd just being completely enthralled by what was happening on stage. And I can imagine, technically speaking, it's quite a feat. Because what, what this was was Turtles in or actors in turtle suits dancing and miming the you know dancing and playing quote unquote playing instruments on stage to songs that are pre-recorded very yeah. much like a disney on ice yeah uh, and it's not like there were crazy points of articulation on the face but at the very least their mouths moved when they were singing a little bit yeah, so there was some like some actual production went into making all of this work. Like it's it's not like they threw it together with 17 people. Like this took hundreds of people to do. Yeah. And all hundred, you know, hundreds of these people, all of them were on the same page. They wanted this to be successful and I feel like it was. It was this was exactly what they wanted it to be. It's not good, but I feel the passion behind the project. What about you? 
Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, like like, like we're going to talk about the, the songs individually a little later. But let me just tell you this. There are some bangers in there. Okay? There, there were 11 songs in the actual show. And I'd say about half of them are pretty good. Pretty good. I found myself singing them today, like a day and a half after I watched it. I did not go that far. Oh, I, well, you have to remember how many times I've watched this as a kid. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I, I did take a lot of notes. Um, I, I have some, th- some things to, uh, to, to, to throw out there. The, the, they really wanted this to be a serious production, so they filmed it at the legendary Radio City Music Hall. Mm-hmm. Which is bonkers, considering what it is. Imagine, really? imagine being a, a a kid who lives in like Long, not all, like on yeah Long Island or Staten Island or Queens, Brooklyn, any of the outer bur- boroughs, and you have to take your parents pick you up from school and drive you into Manhattan, or you take a subway or a taxi into Manhattan to watch the Ninja Turtles perform at Radio City Music Hall. Like that happened. Someone. Like thousands of people had that experience. Yeah, I'm I'm a little jealous. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, there there were there were points in in the show where the turtles had like if if you've seen pictures of the turtles in costume, right? They have the headset microphones, you know, like the Britney Spears style. I'm always going to be dancing, so this microphone is strapped to my head, right? Yeah. Obviously, those microphones don't do anything. Everything is pre-recorded, but there were instances in the show where they had handheld microphones too, which doesn't make any sense from a live performance perspective. Not at all. Not at all. Uh, I, I I I could just keep keep going through my notes. What are, did you have any favorite parts, Jeff? So <laughs> such a deep, anguish-filled sigh. The ending was pretty great, you know. When the credits rolled, that was that was beautifully, tastefully done. Um, Come on, man. Are are you, are you telling me that that, that Jeff Jeffrey Hubbard has no joy in his soul? Maybe because as dumb as this is, there's a lot of joy to be had in coming out of their shells. Okay. Well, I. Mm. Well, I don't know if I want to give that up yet. Uh, <laughs> I think this is all you. Like I'm, I think the tables have turned. Like you're me and I'm you. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay. Like, this was just kind of a slog to get there. I mean, there's 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 a there's a couple of nuggets here and there. Yeah. Um. There's there's some bits that I I did rather enjoy. But. Okay okay. Uh, I I'm just gonna go through my my, my notes here because I have a bunch of notes. Uh, okay. th- there are certain th- things that are that I really really thought were funny. The fighting there was fighting but there was no actual combat. I don't think there was ever any punches that landed. No. Um. There Foot was soldiers a, looked like um they were holding up a Seven Eleven ski masks. Yeah yeah. Uh there was. It, on certain songs, there was like pointless B-roll that was that was edited into the final VHS cut. So like the the, the song "Skipping Stones" that uh, oh. Splinter sings, which is a freaking terrible song, they actually intercut 
video of stones skipping on water. I, I, f- I feel like they knew what they had was not entertaining enough, so they had to actually add other stuff. Yeah, because who wants to just sit here and see an old rat sing? And like for kneeling. like four minutes. Yeah, it was bad. four minutes. <laughs> Entertain those kids. Shredder's helmet mask combo was extra terrible. It looked like that they had just taken one of those garbage cans that has the flip uh, <laughs> and just removed the flip part. <laughs> yeah, the flip, you know, the push flap. And you just they I was like, hey, this will work. They just ripped that off and put it on his head. Uh, they thought, oh, probably, you know, it would be hard to, you know, hear a guy talking through a mask. I'm like, yeah, oh, that is pre-recorded. Yeah, you don't have to hear him. It's all pre-recorded. It, well, yeah. there were there were sections that I don't know were pre. They might not have been pre-recorded, except for like, April. Yeah, April's parts I don't think were, and I don't think Shredder's parts were either because uh, there there was a very memorable part where he is talking to the audience and he's just insulting children left and right. That was wonderful. And like, that actually my notes here specific, my notes say, quote, shredder roasting kids is wonderful. <laughs> okay. That, that's something that we can both agree on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, 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 <laughs> Other than that, the shredder was pretty bad. Like his helmet looked like it was made from stuff you would buy at a craft store. Yeah. Uh, the turtles' costumes, considering the budget given to them and the expectation that we're working with here, I feel like their costumes were pretty cool. I mean, they were better than next better mutation. Than next mutation. Yeah. Go. Yep. 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 So low bar. And they cleared the low bar. Yeah, and they also have no shells, which would imply, you know, coming out of their shells because they don't have any. Oh, I did not even notice that. Yeah, that's why they have jackets. Creepy. And they've got everything kind of covered up. That way you can't see it. That way they can from just from, you know, my thinking is so they can move better and easier. Yeah, yeah. Um. The, the the so so they tried to weave this like a story into this concert film right so like it's the half, sound of music but with ninja turtles yeah like the shredder shows up and steals all the music from the world and then there's a whole extended section quote unquote underneath radio city music hall with a reporter and that goes on for like 15 minutes, way longer than it should. Oof. It's 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 really really bad. But this after that mid that, like that mid section, when the shredder comes back out and he's already taken control, it, like that was super scary. Not for me as an adult, but if I'm a six year old sitting in the crowd and what is happening on the stage is happening on the stage, I am freaking out and crying. Because I know me as a six-year-old. Okay. You know, so 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 I'll give them that. Uh, they 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 captured the mood that they were going for. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone is very committed to the bit. Uh, that's that's directly out of my notes here. Everybody, like even the like like 
April, Shredder, the Turtles, Splinter, all of them are playing this up as if they're those actual characters. It's, they're not putting on a show. They're not like this is all real life to them. The, the 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 reporter that that shows up halfway through. Let's see, what was his name? Uh, his name was Kip Redding. Kip Redding. Yeah, like he was playing the part of Kip Redding, a reporter, and this was real for him. Like he was playing it as if it was real, not like hey these you know people. Like if it was reported by a real reporter. Like like oh this afternoon or this evening, children were entertained by the Ninja Turtles at the Mississippi Coliseum. Uh, Ten thousand fans turned out to watch uh, men in costumes play Ninja Turtles. No, like he's <laughs> reporting it as if they're actually turtles. He's not he's not reporting it as if it's a you know a stage show. It's it's crazy. Yeah, I mean it may it maintains the illusion. Yes, yes, from start to finish. Uh, there was a dynamite Mandy joke in the middle of it. Dynamite Mandy. No, Mr. no, there's a there was a, <laughs> dynamite Mandy does sound like a really good cartoon name. It does. <laughs> they kind of well, spin off a of danger mouse. Dynamite I, Mandy. Uh, yeah. No, Barry, that Barry Manilow song. Oh, my gosh. That that got me. I literally laughed out loud. <laughs> yeah like there's a really good mandy joke in the middle of it also are, did they are we just going to gloss over the fact that part of shredder's plan was to make kids into slaves no we're not going to gloss over that because like, that's terrible it's terrifying yeah and, and they just mention it in, in like a throwaway line they're gonna be my slaves and then no one really freaks out and he's just like all right so what's next I have a follow-up to that. Okay, go ahead. Uh, um, well, this I want to say this might be saved for the end of it, but at, so throughout the whole message is music is a more powerful weapon than actual weapons, which I'm like, technically you could hit somebody over the head with you know some guitars. It works. I've seen it. But but but. That's not that's not what way, they're trying like, to say, Jeff. I know they're not. I know they're not. <laughs> um, let's see, where is it? Uh, like at one point, Splinter's like, "We need your help." Our, you know, our friends need to lead the attack. I'm like, is he gonna throw the children at the Foot Clan? <laughs> that's exactly what I got from that. Like Michelangelo using two kids tied together as as uh, kid chucks, um, you know, picking up children, swinging them like bats. Just that, you know, I don't know why that just popped in my head. Let's talk about the irony of the song, I Hate Music. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, it's not, it's it's the worst song that, uh, of the entire thing, I believe. Which this was not on the, the cassette. It wasn't? No. Well, it's definitely in the show. Yeah, and it didn't make it like it's not available digital either when you, for purchase. I think there's like two songs that are missing from the from the soundtrack. Oh yeah, that's true. Um, 
Actually, let's go ahead and just jump to the music because because really it's about the music, isn't it, Jeff? It's all about the music. It really is. If, if I learned anything from the Ninja Turtles is that it's all about the music. Um, I'm going to go through this track, this track listings and, and let's just 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 talk it out. Let's talk it out. OK, track one now. Well, before I say track one, let's put into context when exactly <laughs> this came out. Uh, the music tour happened in 1990 in August. So when did the first movie come out? Well, it dropped in 90 as well. Yes, it dropped in March of 1990. Wow, that's not very long. Yeah, and then five months later, they had put all of this together as a touring act because it started in August of 1990. Keep in mind where music was in 1990. Okay, this is at the height of terrible hairband music. Uh, this is at, this is before any kind of grunged takeover of rock music. So all of the songs that are supposed to be rock and roll songs are v- hyper, hyper sanitary. One, because they're for children. And two, because that's just where music was. So w- when we talk about these songs, think of that type of music. Because a lot of the songs fall into that category. Yeah. Uh, the first track, uh, Coming Out of Their Shells. I, I actually rated all of my songs on a five-point scale. It's way more than I did. <laughs> Coming Out of Their Shells is a that's, a... that's a really good track. Like, that's one that I will actually listen to, not just casually, but when I'm like, let me, let me check out those Coming Out of Their Shells songs. This will be, like, the first one to listen to. I gave it a four out of five. Oh, wow. Now, of course, this is on a, you know, a... Not four out of five, like, oh, man, it's Stairway to Heaven. We're talking on a Ninja Turtles live-action show scale here. Okay. 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 Shouldn't it be on a a shell rating? A shell rating. Okay, yeah, four shells out of five. Okay. We don't do half shells. Or or a pizza rating. Nope, a pizza rating. Okay, okay. Would it be five slices or four slices out of five? Yeah. All right, four slices out of five. What'd you think? You know, I'm I'm gonna be perfectly honest with you. I would agree with that sentiment. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. I'd say I knew it. Yeah. Uh, jumping to number two, Pizza Power. That one is a certified banger. It's a that's that's a full pizza. That's a five out of five. I'm gonna give you a whole. What's uh what? How many in a large? Is that eight? That's eight. Yeah. I'm going to give you eight slices on that. Eight slices. Yes. Yeah. Pizza Power is a great song. <laughs> because my first introduction to this song, um, I was on vacation with my family at Disney World. And we were going down Main Street. And then uh, I saw the Penny Arcade. I'm like, okay, let's let's go in here. Went in there. And there was Turtles in Time center stage. And what was playing? Pizza Power. Pizza Power was playing that just the whole time. That that was you know, promoting it. So that to me, that's my favorite song. Period. And it should be. It is the best song. Yes. Uh, th- everything just. And of course, we had to get pizza after that. Yeah, yeah. 
yeah that's that's actually a great song i do love that song uh track three uh is skipping stones oh they were this stoned was, when they wrote this and i don't i don't know who who thought giving master splinter a ballad in the middle of a stage show was gonna be like exciting for children but they were not they were incorrect it was in his contract that's what it was yeah it was in his writer that he had to have a ballad. Yeah. Uh, I gave it one, one, one slice out of five. Just it's not good. Not I good. give it the crust. The crust. <laughs> Number four is Walk Straight. Uh, this one is uh, their, their uh, basically their Say No to Drugs song. Yeah. Which I guess in the 90s it, they, they kind of had to do that. Uh, this this was this was in the middle of the uh, the, the first the first george bush administration right off of the whole say no to drugs reagan era so it, it makes sense that walk straight is in there it's not very good i gave it two two slices out of five i'm gonna give it the crust too because there's like dancing dudes i was like what why they're in military they look like guile <laughs> without without the hair i'm like what Telling you, it's just a bunch of theater nerds. Is all this thing was? Yeah, yeah. So they I'm couldn't get hired anywhere on 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 Broadway. So they were like, "I'll go on tour, dr- dressed as a as Guile, Guile's uh, brother Gile." Yes. Uh, let's see. The track five was Tubin. <laughs> Tubin, which was like, like this this islandy like beach themed song. With more B-roll, with more, yeah, with B-roll, um, I give this one three out of five because it's okay. I don't like the style, but it's okay. I'm gonna give it half a slice. Okay. Uh, number six, Cowabunga. This one I I wanted to like, but it just wasn't very good. Uh, I gave it two out of five. It's very just nothing memorable about the about the song. I'm going to give it like a full slice and maybe a half just for the Jeopardy reference. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Yeah, like leading up to the song, they're like, what is the word? You know, what's the word? What do we or like? What do we always say? And Leo is like, um, um, and they do, you know, there's a lot of pop culture references in here. Very dated pop culture references. Except for Jeopardy, because that's... Timeless. It is. It's timeless. It Uh, it, it should be noted that... (laughs) Like, bless up Barry Manilow is timeless, too, Sergio. Come on. Okay. Like... For our older listeners out there, you ladies, maybe. I don't don't know who does the editing on the Turtlepedia. I, I, I know that... I, I know that it's supposed to be, you know, like a fan edited wiki and, and, and whoever puts that work in, look, I, I appreciate everything you do. And in this scenario, I appreciate it even more because on the coming out of their shells page on the Turtlepedia, it actually lists what turtles perform each song, which is just colossally dumb, but <laughs> wonderful at the same time. Yeah. And uh, apparently Raphael and Michelangelo are the the creative geniuses behind all these songs uh, in canon uh, because Donatello and Leonardo don't sing any of them. 
Weird. Yeah, yeah. Cowabunga, of course, is by Michelangelo. Well, duh. <laughs> Uh, the next one is I Hate Music, which is a Shredder's only only ditty here. And it's not very good. No. Not at all. I mean, and it's... What's the word I'm looking for? Um, not ironic. Yeah, it's ironic that he hates music and he sings about it. Yes. Let me just go into a... Let me sing to you about why I hate music. <laughs> With a crappy song. And a crappy costume. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of crappy songs and crappy costumes, April's Ballad is next. Hey, she's got, she had plenty of shoulder pads in that big puppy jacket. She, 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 her hair was magnificent. It was incredible. It was, it was on it, point. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if you knew this, uh, but April O'Neil was played by Cherie Renee Scott. She apparently is a now now, you know, it's been 30 years later. Uh, she apparently is a well-known Broadway actress. So, so well-known that she is uh, a three-time Tony nominee. Oh, snap. Yeah. Bringing the thunder with the talent, right? Yeah. Coming out of their shells is, 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 is an incubator for, for the future of entertainment. She doesn't look anything like what she originally used to. She looks like Jerry Ryan now. Yeah, well, back then she was 75% hair. Well, that is true. That yeah, is true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number nine is No Treaties, which is the weirdest song because it seems really, really like epic like it's the 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 chorus is no treaties after the war no treaties after the war it's like what are you singing about yeah this is a kid's show like at one point i could swear that i you know i i misheard some stuff you know it was like music uh is moving get up and dance we're four brothers and we're wearing no pants (laughs) which technically they aren't (laughs) uh i gave no treaties four out of five that one was a pretty good song it just didn't make much sense oh i forgot uh one crust for the shredder song oh yes yes one for one for i hate music i put i gave two for april's ballad um i give her two just for the hair okay that's fair and i like her so all right all right so uh number 10 follow your heart uh this one i liked I, I gave it three oh, out of five. I didn't do well one for no treaties. Oh, no treaties. Uh, also going to give that to crust. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's pizza power or or bust for you is what it sounds like. It really is. Um, track ten, follow your heart, is uh, I, I liked it. Not it's not great great. Uh, I gave it three three out of five. Eh, two slices. It's 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 the only other track that's not on the soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. I hate music and follow your heart just didn't make the cut on the actual soundtrack, which, mind you, was released on. Uh, what what, are they, what were they called? Cassettes. It was released on cassette. I still have that cassette somewhere. I do, too. I pulled it out just the other day to look like look at it. And it has liner notes that has all of the and it has all the lyrics in it. Like it's a legit cassette release. 
Wow. Yeah. Like, it wasn't just thrown together, which is so bizarre. Uh, and the last track, which, again, I think th- this next one is great as well. Count on Us. I gave it a full five out of five. I'm actually going to give that one four slices. Really? Yeah. And, and then they've turned us. And some... count on us. Yeah, it's, it's very... Yeah, man. Like it, it felt like something I would hear in um, a Bill and Ted movie, like at the end of a Bill and Ted movie. Yeah, I I got that feeling as well. Yeah, well, actually, a lot of these songs, like the 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 brand of song that is made in this movie, overlaps very heavily with the brand of music Bill and Ted were you know tangentially related to. Yeah. Uh. So so so, so maybe that was an influence. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe uh, there was one song that was not included on the VHS or not included in the movie per se, but it was included on the on the soundtrack. It was called Sing About It, but it wasn't actually included like, like they then re- included it in the next stage show, the uh, Getting Down in Your Town. And so we'll talk about that in a minute. Like the, the reputation of coming out of their shells is this is the height of popularity. You cannot get any more popular than this ridiculous stage show. And and, and I think that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna go ahead and concur. You know, there there are certain landmarks. You know, you get your own serial, you get your own TV show. Uh, oh, there's a feature film made made about you, but we're literally going on tour city to city and performing ridiculous songs in front of you. Like that's huge. That's that's that says more about this than even the show itself. Okay. I can give you that. Yeah. Um, a few notes on the talent. Uh, I'm sure you looked at all the, uh, the voice actors or is it, do do you have anything to say about those? I did. Yes. Uh, what's very puzzling to me uh, we have two voice actors from the uh, 80s cartoons. Uh, blah, blah, blah. We have two voice actors uh, returning from the 80s cartoon. Uh, Cam Clark, voice of Leonardo, and Peter Renaday, voicing Splinter. Of course, neither of them sung. Um, but <laughs> it's very weird to me why they didn't get the other uh, Turtles actors. Do- do we know why? Uh, no, not to my knowledge. Hmm. Uh, maybe they were not interested or tied up with other voice acting uh, projects. Um, that could be something that I could inquire about because I am very curious. Yeah, it's 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 weird. That is weird, but ma- ma- I'm not gonna let's lie. See. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen uh. Uh, what's his name? James Avery dressed up as Shredder on stage. <laughs> that would have been awesome. No, it wouldn't have. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like I, I, I would have been fine with a like an actor who just played the Shredder, and but his but it, like his face was so obscured that you couldn't tell who he was. Yeah, and all the voice, be, you know be done by james avery that would have that would have worked yeah 
I don't want James Avery dressed as the the, the shredder. Um, do you have any any other notes on the talent on the on the the the, the cast? Because I have a couple. That's really the only two um, that I could the ones that I recognized. Um, the 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 actor that we talked about earlier that played Kip Redding is uh actually David Roop 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 I can't pronounce that Rooprecht uh, who Rooprecht Rooprouche or something. But he used to host Supermarket Sweep. Oh snap! Yeah. Okay. So yes, I thought I recognized him. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, and. Also, th- this is like the the deepest cut that I – Michelangelo, his voice was done by David Shatraw, which most people wouldn't recognize that person. But anyone who watched the sitcom from the late 90s called Titus would recognize him as Tommy. Okay. Did you watch Titus? <sighs> Briefly. Okay, it wasn't late '90s. It was early 2000s. Yeah, he ran from 2000 to 2002. Yeah, he played he played Titus's best friend, Tommy Shafter. Okay. Yeah. So as soon as I saw the picture, I was like, "Hey, that's that's Tommy." Uh, so I guess I, I decided to pull a pull a Jeff and do some some research on some of these people. The roles are reversed. Yeah. Like completely reversed. <laughs> uh, coming out of their shells. Has has a legacy that is very mixed. One, like people don't like it. It's 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 very very. Fr- it's seen as a joke. It's seen as something that is just just trash, right? But on the flip side, as I said before, so much effort and obviously so much time and care went into putting this together, and the lasting memories that I have watching it and just being astounded that it exists. Even, even as a 10 year old, I was like, this is insane that this actually exists. Like I can't help, but keep this thing in like a really warm place in my heart. That that's why when NECA announced those, those action figures, I was like, Oh man, I really want those things. Did but, you pre-order them? No, no. I don't have, I don't think there was, they were ever up for pre-order. Hmm. definitely not through NECA like I, I check Target every time I'm there and I have never seen them in person and I know I wouldn't but of all of the dumb figures NECA is releasing like I kind of really want these because it's such a, a awkward slice of Turtles history that we're never going to see again we're never going to see something like this again I'm I'm willing to bet you're right about that and I'm willing to I'm willing to say that not only will we never see something like this again, we'll never see it again with another property. So like, if some somebody creates a cartoon in two years named uh, who knows, B- B- Buckaroo Jimbo, and it turns out to be the biggest cartoon on the freaking planet, Buckaroo Jimbo's not gonna get a stage show. Yeah, we're just we've moved past that. So it it only existed for a short period of time. In the only period of time that it could have ever existed and that blows my mind that they had the 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 foresight to actually film it and put it on tape yeah make that extra money (laughs) vhs money 
Let's move on to the making of. Okay. So speaking of VHSs, they, they, they released a companion VHS that was the making of coming out of their shells. And I own it, but I had never actually watched it until yesterday, right? And I would argue that the making of is way weirder than the actual coming out of their shells tour. It is way weirder because the coming out of their shells tour is obviously a kid's thing where they're just trying to, you know, tell a story and be goofy. This is like the making of 30. It's, it's only 30 minutes long and it's shot like it's a documentary, much like the office. Mm, I would say more like MTV style, like deal, like behind the music. Yeah. Well, yeah, the office is filmed like it's behind the music. Like everyone is acting as if everything is serious. Like when I think the making of coming out of their shells, we get to see the animatronics or we get to meet the the dudes in the costumes. We get to see, you know, the, the writers of the songs and no, no, this is this is as if the turtles are real life mutant turtles. And they created music in the sewer and someone heard it and then gave them a record deal and the making of interviews people from the record company, the producers, the, the, the people who quote unquote built their instruments and it's produced as if it is a super serious behind the music style documentary, which is so weird. I mean, it's par for the course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, th- th- there was even a, a throwaway line about halfway through where one of the the music producers said he was commenting on how they had to make the guitar a three string guitar, and if they didn't, it would just be bar chords, and no one wants to hear a bunch of bar chords. Like that's an actual thing. Like that's a music thing. Bar chords. Yeah. yeah. There's zero irony in how they're like approaching this documentary thing and it's just super serious takes on the turtles and their music which is so weird at no point do they look at the camera and wink at it none yeah yeah it it, it, it's it's like it dropped out of an alternate universe i love it i love it what are your thoughts on the making of well i think the most obvious thing is that the suits are different yeah, yeah. Well, the suits are the suits are inconsistent. Yeah, I, I feel like they had like four different suits they went on tour with, and this one they just kind of filmed, or 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 maybe these suits were like prototypes or something. I don't know. It's very very odd. Yeah. Um, it's such so weird, man. They had a they had a they had the the what is it the the CEO of Pizza Hut come out. Yeah. When they were talking about who had paid for advertising for the t- tour, like kids understand that. Yeah, they don't care. They just want to see the turtles. Yeah. Are you giving out yeah. free pizza? No. Are it you selling is, pizza? No. It is so surreal, dude. Where's so the pizza? surreal. Uh, the, 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 then, you know, you, the, the actual coming out of their shells VHS was filmed inside of Radio City Music Hall. They actually performed a fake concert on the outside of Radio City Music Hall for this making of. And, like, if I am riding through New York City 
and there's a giant crowd outside of Radio City Music Hall, and I see dancing turtles on the like the roof thing. I'm gonna have questions. Yeah, you freak out, man. It's 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 so it's so next level weird. It it really is. Uh, and and my last note here is Mark Friedman shows up. And that he, that's the surge licensing guy. That's that's the guy who took the turtles from the comics to the TV show. Like he's he's kind of the brainchild behind the whole light licensing explosion, right? Yeah. And he's just sit, sitting there talking to it, to, like talking to them in the interview, as if the turtles are real. It it's so so weird. It's very surreal. Yeah. Um. Where is it? Um. At some point, like the. They've got, of course, the 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 what they're wearing is different from what they're wearing on you know the stage with the with the coats with the uh, you know rip sleeve jean jacket you know uh-huh. deal um and it, they they've got stuff on their face two of them have stuff on their faces make them look like they're members of Kiss uh, <laughs> if you kids don't know what that is ask your parents. Um, I, I I was thinking more of a David Bowie like Ziggy Stardust style. Yeah, that could be that could be one as well. Yeah. One as well. Um, and uh, that was just so weird. Um, but at one point, I it just just the madness of it, you know, them taking it so seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. Where is it? Oh, I do have here um, <laughs> when they're talking about the musical instruments. <laughs> it's like Leo's got a one-string guitar. I'm like, how does that work? He's got a one-string bass. Well, it's one-string bass, yes. Um, and they and they noted that it was fretless, which again are all really serious music things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I'm my obsession with hey Donatello. He got big sausage fingers. Mm-hmm. How he used people keyboard. No, you weren't paying attention. Ah, uh, wait. You weren't paying attention. Uh, you're not going to interject. Okay. We get an answer with this. <laughs> of all the things that are out there, <laughs> this bizarre, crazy, many behind-the-scenes documentary addressed his fat sausage fingers. We made a triple thick keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> I love the making of so much, man. I get some I get some 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 closure. Finally. I love it like in it's the weirdest so way possible. Weird, man. <sighs> one of the weirdest things was this was it Billy Brill, like one of the producer guys, like, man, this is going to be huge. And like, it blew me away. And Madonna will go into therapy. I'm like, so will everyone else who watches this. I, I bet you they'll win a Grammy <laughs> or even an American Music Award. What? Wow. <laughs> wow. Like, the, the commitment to the bit is like unassailable. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess the last thing we need to talk about is is getting down in your town, right? So, yeah. so coming out of their shells was apparently a, a big enough hit 
to to warrant a follow-up, a follow-up on a, on a much smaller scale. Rather than touring through major arenas uh, throughout the, the United States, a follow-up called Getting Down or Getting, I'm sorry, Getting Down in Your Town was produced to tour through the various Six Flags um, theme parks throughout the United States. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, get the, yeah. get, the, get the theme park some money. We'll give you, you know, a piece of that pizza pie. At, at some point during the run of this thing, someone filmed it. But OK. All right. How, how do I explain this? So video of it exists like a produced video of getting down in your town exists. However, I have no evidence that it was ever released on VHS. Do to you? My, no, not to my knowledge. Okay, no, I'm absolutely wrong. It did exist. Oh my god. Oh my god. It sold on. It sold on eBay in September for eighty-one dollars. What? Yeah. Some poor schmuck shelled out money for that. I want it so bad. I want that so bad. Okay. Not that bad. So, back to what I was saying. At at some point during the run of this, they filmed a performance of Getting Down in Your Town, but they did so uh, without an audience. They then add audience, at, like add an audience in in uh in post. And all of this is con- confirmed by like performers, and Casey Jones is there, and he – getting down to your, down in your town is a mess. It makes coming out of their shells look like a classic. It's very sloppy and no budget. Yeah, no budget. There's no theatrics on stage. It's just four dudes in turtle costumes doing rock moves for 30 minutes. Uh, the story is – even less uh, significant than the story that was in coming out of their shells, uh, which culminates with the turtles. They beat the shredder by just throwing him in a dumpster. (laughs) Like they they don't really even do anything else. They just throw him in a dumpster. So yeah, don't watch getting down in your town. I'm going to cat. I am going to track down that VHS. That's going to happen. I have no doubt. (laughs) But th- there were four songs included in Getting Down uh, in Your Town, one of which was originally recorded for Coming Out of Their Shells. Uh, the, 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 the only real cool part of get, getting, out of their, get, getting Down in Your Town is that the Turtles on stage acknowledge that this is supposed to be their second album. Like they're like, oh yeah, coming out of their shells. That was our first album. Blah 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 blah. It's it's like they're creating this alternate history where they were actually hit songwriters. Yeah, getting down in your town is is weird, bad, and the production on it is really really terrible. Uh, which is why I have to have the VHS. <laughs> the songs though, uh, getting down in your town, I give three out of five. It's it's okay. All the songs are bad. Uh, I'm going to run through them real quick. Pizza USA, bad. Ugh. It's That sounded like something that they would be playing at Chuck E. Cheese. I gave it two out of five. Uh, Sing About It, which is the one that was supposed to be in Coming Out of Their Shells. That one's terrible. I gave it a one. 
and we stick together. I give that one a one as well. Do you have any comments on the music and get, getting down in your town or, or, or were you asleep at that point? I checked out. I figured <laughs> at that point, like, I mean, I get Casey doesn't have a very extravagant look to him, but I'm like, does he just look, look like an extra bum? <laughs> like they just grabbed some like random guy. Yeah. And of course, you know, let's not, you know, get the mask right. Let's just get a regular hockey mask, you know, yep. for this. Um, uh, Shredder's stuck in some kind of weird dimension. He's he's stuck in the dimension that the turtles banished him to at the end of uh, coming out of their shells. Yeah, and he's trying to like make the kids in the audience turn against the turtles because they're the real bad guys. And it's no, but like that's what we're led to believe. Yeah, and he wants them to like call him Uncle Shreddums. I'm like, what? What? <laughs> what? Uncle Shreddums. I, I, that's I'm about to change that on my Twitter profile. That is your that's... new. That's going to be my new Twitter handle. That's going to be your new contact info for my phone. Uh, Uncle Shred, Let's see. Uncle. <laughs> Are you really doing this right now? Uncle Shredums. Done. Wow. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, my handle is at Lugo. That's L-I-U-G-E-A-U-X. Uh, look for the name Uncle Shredums. <laughs> I'm going to have somebody Photoshop your face on Shredder, <laughs> and that will be your new image. Well, Jeff, what final thoughts do you have on this entire adventure? Can we just take this, all of it, and put it in a time capsule and, like, never talk about it again? No. <laughs> like, in in a thousand years, when, when, the, uh, when the aliens show up to discover how we ended ourselves— I hope they find this. And they'll get down in our town. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I hope that they that they're they're like, oh, coming out of their shells, what is this? And and that that is how they remember humans. They're they're just like through the prism of coming out of their shells. There's so much hope, so much happiness. I will say the one bright spot, I mean there there's a couple. Um we did get, you know, at least two good songs um <laughs> seeing how happy those kids were was yeah. it w- it was pretty cool and then there's that one kid with the mullet <laughs> mm-hmm. and at some point like they like at all these places like it you know it at uh what they call quote unquote renaissance fairs or um theme parks or whatever, you always have like a vendor with these crappy toys that light up. So they had all these like crappy light up swords, which are not anything turtle related, which you think, you know, <laughs> Hey, let's just all sell Ninja turtle branded fake toys, you know, like katanas and all the kids had nunchucks probably yep. hitting yep. each other in the audience. Um, and at one point, one of the kids was like, chewing on the end of the sword looking into the camera like wow you're hungry get this people some pizza <laughs> it's, it's so funny every time they cut to the, the crowd the, the 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 kids were 
absolutely enthralled. The parents, eh. They're like, what did we just pay for? It's like, what is this? Like, wh- why? Why am I, why? You could just feel the pain. And then there's probably some of those parents that were, you know, also probably on drugs. And they're like, hey, this is fantastic. I can't even imagine watching this on drugs. I'm sure there are people that have. Like, if 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 I got hammered enough, <laughs> like like if I had had just enough alcohol, I could see myself crying when they when they played Count on Us at the end. But it would, it would have to be like the perfect amount. You played some of these songs at your wedding, didn't you? No, I, what? No, I didn't. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Well, when you renew your vows, that has to be on the list. <laughs> you may now kiss the bride. You, you can kiss count and then. On us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna hire somebody to come out and dress just like one of the tur- just like Raphael with the leg warmers and everything. He's gonna just be like, "I heard today was your special day, man." With a turtles. <laughs> Oh man, I, 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 that's it. That that does it. Episode fifty. We 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 made it. Yay. Uh, so how does it feel? How does it feel to be, to, have, to 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 be looking at our next fifty episodes? What do, what do you hope that we talk about going forward? Like what 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 have we missed? Before I get to that, um, I want to thank. Every single person out there that takes the time to listen to, to our show, um, we have a blast doing this. It's been a blast doing this. And I know in the beginning we were kind of rough around the edges, but I think, you know, we've started to kind of find our groove a bit un- until we had to watch this. Um, <laughs> um, but no, this is this has been at, at a certain point. um. I kind of got out of turtles and stuff and, you know, it kind of like became like a, a, something that was kind of on the back burner. It was always there, but thanks to you, um, I, it has reignited my passion and love, uh, for the turtles. And so like, I, I look forward to more weird stuff because <laughs> I've got some, I've got some stuff for you to watch that is very weird. Um, it oh, no. may, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh Yeah. Maybe talking about some more weird merchandise and some toys and stuff like that. More video games. Um, more series break, you know, more animated series breakdowns, stuff like that. Just, just all of it, all of the everything that I'm looking forward to. All, all of the everything. Yep. And that's, you know, that's what I'm excited about. Like, I, there's so many areas of Turtles history that I know you're not familiar with that yeah. I have just my my weird obsessed mind has has already dived into and i'm just really excited to 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 break them off and say here here jeff read this yeah well next episode uh will be our second annual christmas special huzzah uh and then we have one more episode before the end of the year uh that'll bring us up to episode 52 so be sure to tune in for both of those Uh, jeff where can we find you when you're not talking about ninja turtles as always, Sergio, you can find me at the Warp Zone Arcade, um, Brandon, Mississippi's premier arcade. Uh, we specialize in 
video games from the retro to modern era. Um, we're we're pretty big gaming enthusiasts. We're very passionate about you know what we do. Um, we host birthday parties, uh, tournaments, um, and we're always looking for interesting and unique games for people to enjoy and play and uh, revisit some of those classics. Uh, you can check us out on Facebook um, at the Warp Zone Arcade. Um, at the you know look for the Circle Controller logo. Um, and uh, please uh, please give us a like and a follow. Uh, we're still temporarily closed for right now, um, but hopefully very soon we will be back up and running it to you know as best we can. Where can we find you, Sergio? Well, you can find me on Reality Breach. Uh, visit realitybreach.com for all of those details. Uh, I also want to mention our socials for uh, Shellheads. Follow us on Facebook. Uh, we are. I think if you just search Shellheads Podcast, we come right up. Uh, you'll you'll recognize our logo. It has, of course, our faces mm-hmm. uh, on it. Uh, and you can also follow us on Instagram, uh, which I've, I've been a bit more active on. Uh, right now, Shellheads doesn't have a Twitter. I think I might make one. I don't know, though. If you have anything to send to us, any messages you want to get to us, either hit us up on Instagram, Facebook, or the Reality Breached Twitter uh, feed. And that would be at Reality Breached. On Instagram, it's at Shellheads Podcast. Uh, and that, that's pretty much it for me. Okay. Let's move forward and step into the post-50 episodes realm. Uh, tune in next time. I'm Uncle Shreddums. <laughs> I got nothing for that. I, I, I don't. Thanks for listening. We appreciate all of you. Tune in next time. miss an episode of the Shellheads podcast, visit realitybreach.com or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or anywhere you get your podcasts.